How's it going, boys and girls? Welcome back to the No Penalty Podcast. It's good to be back. We're here with episode 16. No, you didn't miss anything these past few weeks. We've kind of been MIA with Christmas and New Year's going on, but we hope all you guys had a great holiday. I'm here today with Bo Muse, as always. Bo, what's going on? What's going on, Kyle? Uh, as you said, it's good to be back after taking a little hiatus. Um, but, man, oh, man, I'm, we're excited to give another show and talk a lot of NFL football today. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot has happened since we last recorded. We're now a week into the NFL playoffs. We just had Wild Card Weekend uh, swing by. We're now in the Divisional Weekend. And uh, things are really heating up. I mean, a lot of these games this upcoming weekend are really up in the air. We'll get into that in a little bit, but let's uh, let's recap some of this wild card stuff. Um, I know it's been a couple days since it all went down, but um, I think we got to talk about some of these teams that are, you know, going to the next level and making it to the divisional round. Um, so, what did you see out of wild card weekend? I mean, what was surprising to you? So, Wild Card Weekend, it really heated up for me when I saw the Colts take down the Houston Texans. And they did it by not allowing a sack. They did not allow Andrew Luck to be touched. And that is, in my opinion, why they won that game. And it was impressive to see the way they went out and won 21-7 in Houston. Um, I thought that was a huge moment. Um, obviously, <laughs> Philadelphia beating Chicago on what looked like the Cody Parkey miss, but it appears that it was tipped. Um, Philadelphia Eagles win 16-15 in heartbreaking fashion in Chicago. So there's two six seeds beating the three at home. Um, those to me were not shocking because I, I, I did see it coming. I thought those were the kind of teams that were built to go into, you know, an opponent's environment and be able to thrive, you know. Um, so those were big games for me. Obviously, Chargers beating the Ravens, that was big, 23-17. to uh, Dallas Cowboys getting a playoff win, 24-22 to against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it, it was, it's all big-time news, man. It's all big-time news. Yeah, I mean, you hit on the head. These were some really good wild-card games we had. And, I mean, going into the weekend, like you said, these were really up for grabs. These were anyone's games. Uh, just starting out with the Colts and Texans, like you said. Um, these were two teams, same division, um, both really heated up towards the end of the regular season. You know, Colts maybe had a little bit more of an edge, even though the, Tex the Texans technically won the division. Um, the Colts were just, you know, the better team, obviously protecting Andrew Luck all season long and then, you know, prove they can still do it when it means most in the playoffs. And um, they're going to have a tough matchup this week against the Chiefs, but uh, they're really looking like the real deal and they're looking like a real playoff threat. You can't deny that. Um, just especially shutting down a Chiefs, uh, not Chiefs, a Texans team that had won nine straight games at one point this season. Um so that was pretty shocking. Then you said Cowboys Seahawks. Man, that was that was a fun game. 
Um, I know for most of these games, you and me were both kind of like on opposite sides. Uh, we made our picks on Instagram. We kind of gave our reasoning why. And you had the Cowboys. In the, no, we both had the Seahawks in this one, I think, right? This was the one that we had the same. The Seahawks was the one team that we both picked. Yeah, I, I remember that because I just, I don't know, I think about the Cowboys in the playoffs, and it's not a team historically that you can really trust when it comes around that time. Um, we've seen it in the past with Tony Romo, you know, Jerry Jones. You know, that whole team seems to blow up when it comes playoff time, but they proved themselves against a really, really great Seahawks team, um, squeaked it out 24-22. Um, they're going to have it tough this week against the Rams in L.A., so we'll see how that goes down. Um, then the Chargers-Ravens game. I mean, I think we both we both picked the Chargers for this one, I believe. Um, and I think we both hit it on the head, but uh, we did see Lamar Jackson make a comeback towards the end of the game. Um, it came out pretty close, but the Chargers were able to stay afloat. Phillip Rivers in that offense. I mean, it's going to be hopefully a shootout against the Patriots this week, so we'll see how that goes down. And then Eagles-Bears, I mean, there was no better way to wrap it up. Uh <laughs> Nick Foles, I mean, he's just bringing the magic back. I know you're pretty high on him. I wasn't so high, but, I mean, you can't deny what he's doing out there. This wasn't a shootout by any means, uh, but he definitely, you know, supported this team, put the team on his back, and got over the hump over a Bears team that had a really good defense, um, and they just really didn't show up on Sunday. So this was all around just a fun weekend of football, and, you know, just hyped it up even more for this weekend in the divisional round. Yeah, this was the perfect opening week for NFL wildcard weekend. I mean, just having games that really were close, came down to the wire. I mean, even when the Chargers were beaten up on the Ravens, the Ravens came back, you know. They, they played till the end, which is all we could really want in a game especially when, you know, it's not your team in the game, you're just a spectator. That's all you can really ask for is a real competition. So we got to see that all across the board. Yeah, I mean, you never, I mean, you never really want to see a shootout in the playoffs. Well, not a shootout, a blowout, I should say. You never want to see a blowout in the playoffs unless it's your team blowing out the other team. <laughs> then, then it's probably nice. I don't know what that feels like being a Jets fan, but... One I'm day, sure it's a nice day. feeling. <laughs> um, but no, not. just <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. But just being a spectator of it and kind of you know just being a fan of football and the NFL, I mean it doesn't get much better than this. You know we love playoff time and to see games like this, you just got to be happy. Um, when I look at the schedule, these games for the divisional round this weekend, um, I'm just excited all around. We got. Colts, Colts going up against the Chiefs, Cowboys going up against the Rams, Chargers going to Foxborough to play the Pats, and Nick Foles going up against the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. So, want to dive into these games? Let's do it, man. Where would you like to? Where would you like to start? I'll give you the pickings. Let's start with the first game on the board here. We got Colts, Chiefs, Andrew Luck. We've Hyped him up quite a bit already. You know, he's not getting sacked at all. His O-line is protecting him. Um, we saw Marlon Mack have a great running game. You can obviously credit that, or some of that, to the O-line as well. Um, 
But Andrew Luck, I mean, came back from injury. There's a lot of doubters out there. Wasn't going to be the same guy. Um, and it took him a bit, but he's really shown he's back. And this is going to be the ultimate test for him against a Chiefs team that has, you know, one of the best offenses in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you name it. Um, so we'll see if they're able to, you know, kind of keep the pace. This is going to be an offensive game all around, you know. Neither defense is really that great. But uh, I think this is going to be offense till the end. Man, I, I'm i excited for this game. And I'm excited because I think the Colts are going to win this one. And I know they're going oh. up against the number one seed as the sixth seed. But they have that that magic in the air. They have they've been so hot in their past five games, including this past week in Houston. They beat they're on a winning streak right now. They beat Tennessee. They beat the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys. They beat Houston again. I mean, this team has been consistent all year, and they've had a great draft. And a lot of that is to attribute to having Darius Leonard, the maniac, leading the NFL in tackles as a rookie. Being a first-team All-Pro, that is that is unbelievable. And a second-round draft pick, like I, I just when I when I realized that he was a rookie, I, I kind of was amazed. And then they drafted Quinton Nelson with their first pick. He's proven to be quite the protector of Andrew Luck. So I really trust that this offensive line is going to continue to do their job and continue to protect Andrew Luck and allow Marlon Mack to find the holes. And the Chiefs is the kind of defense that could get exposed. You know, they could put up points, but obviously they're notorious for allowing teams to put up a lot of points on them. And playing a team like the Colts, who is sound on both sides of the ball, I think this kind of calls for, for trouble. I think this is a trouble game for them. Yeah, I know I said I said before that neither defense was that great, but, you know, I kind of, have to backpedal on that because the Colts defense actually has been pretty decent as of late. Um, we obviously saw Deshaun Watson go down quite a bit um, last week. And then, you know, besides that, they their pass rush has been incredible. Um, they've only let up seven points last week to Deshaun Watson and the Texans who were on fire for so much of the season. Um, so I don't, I think you're, you have a good point here that, you know, the Colts might be more sound all around. They might have a more complete team as of right now, even though they don't have those all-star pieces, you want to say, or Pro Bowl guys. Um, Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, those guys have been absolute studs. Um, there's not much more you could say about that. Um, they're making highlights on the offensive line, which is nuts. Uh, but, yeah, the Colts, you know, Hard to go against them right now, seeing how they're so hot. But there's something about the Chiefs. Um, I can talk up the Colts all day, but the Chiefs, you know, they've just been the Chiefs all, all season long. They've been that team that's been at the top of the league all year round. Um, you know, no one's really been able to stop them other than, you know, a few slip-ups here and there. But uh, I think the Chiefs, they're going to know what to do in this game. Um, Patrick Mahomes may not have that playoff experience, but I think those pieces around him and Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, like we said before, uh, I think those guys are going to be able to put this team over the edge if it does turn out to be 
you know, an offensive shootout. Um, I just don't see Andrew Luck and the Colts having that same type of luck on offense, even even if the Chiefs' defense is not what it should be or once was. Um, I think the Chiefs just have more, you know, firepower on offense to get to the end zone and, you know, be able to hold a lead down. I hear that side of the argument as well, but I'm I'm having trouble believing that Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron has been fantastic this year. This has really been a reemergence for him, um, finding Andrew Luck. I think they have what it takes to really make a push on these guys, and it's really going to come down to, will Patrick Mahomes flinch? Will he make some mistakes, you know? Because he could put up 300 yards and still lose, no doubt. He could have a good game and still lose because that defense can't hold off the Colts nearly as well as the Colts hold him off. He's not going to win, and I could. This is the kind of recipe for that disaster, you know. Yeah, I could see that. See that taking place. I know <laughs> that happened at one point during the season with Patrick Mahomes. I think it was against the Patriots. Um, just that kind of shootout game. Both him, Tom Brady, Ron Fire. You might know better than me, the Patriots fan. But um, if I recall, that's how it went down, and the Chiefs still lost that game. But, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, like I said, the Colts' pass rush has been incredible, and we saw them have a field day against Deshaun Watson, who is a mobile quarterback just like Patrick Mahomes. You know, he can escape the pocket. He can run down the field. Um, he can make plays with his feet, and that's what Patrick Mahomes does too, to a certain degree. And, you know, if the Colts are able to game plan the same way, uh, it could be, you know, a tough stretch for Patrick Mahomes here. Um, but like I said, I think those weapons around him are just going to make it a little easier for him than Deshaun Watson had last week, per se. You know, he didn't have uh, Demarius Thomas with him last week. Um, it was really just DeAndre Hopkins and whoever else was out there with him. Um, so hopefully, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets some help. But like you said, I'm excited for this game. I think this one, hopefully, is going to be a shootout, close game. Um, that's what we want, ideally. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, definitely excited for this one, and we'll see how that plays out. So that's a Saturday game. We got two Saturday games again this week. The next one on the board is Saturday night. Cowboys going out to L.A. to play the Rams. We've kind of been up and down as of late, but here we are come playoff time. Can Jared Goff and company continue the streak, you know, stay hot? Um, you know, these Dallas Cowboys, they're looking like a new team. Um, can they continue their playoff run? Uh, what do you think about this one? What, what do you see out of this game? This is a very interesting matchup. Um, firstly, because I didn't see the Cowboys being here. I figured, you know, they're the Cowboys, like we said earlier. They're going to be the typical Cowboys and not make it. And, you know, and I was thinking if they lost that game, that might have been the last one for Jason Garrett. Um, but here they are playing the L.A. Rams. Um this is an interesting number two seed at thirteen and three. There's not many teams that are typically the two seed at thirteen and three, and I have to go with the Rams here. I think 
the pieces they have are going to be too much for the Cowboys. I think on offense and defense, they are a better team than them. And I think McVay, he's had plenty of time to develop a solid and sound game plan for the Dallas Cowboys. These guys are rested, ready to go. Todd Gurley is going to be good to go. He's going to be healthy. He's had rest. Um, this has been crucial, you know. So I'm going to have to go with the Rams here. Yeah, I mean, this one, when I see this game, I see Cowboys, Rams. First thing that comes to my mind is Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley, two of the league's best running backs, if not the league's best running backs right now. Um, so you have to think this is going to be a running game or there's not going to be any running game involved at all. Um, this is going to be interesting. I mean, the Cowboys were able to hold up against the run pretty good last week against the Seahawks. Didn't really let much by. And the Seahawks, you know, one of the top rushing teams in the league this regular season, um, they were able to hold them off. Ezekiel Elliott had a big day. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to continue that against the Rams defense that has been stellar all season long. Um, not particularly against the run, but just in general, a great defense. Um, that being said, you know, Rams have Todd Gurley there. And the Cowboys, like I said, they've been decent. But uh, if Todd Gurley is able to break off, I know he's been hurt the past few weeks, but he's back now. And if he's able to have a big day, um, this should open up a lot of options for Jared Goff to throw to people like Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, um, all the weapons he's got there. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be a good game. I'm hoping the Rams, you know, don't choke like they have we, like we've seen them towards the end of the season. Um, they are my Super Bowl pick, so I'm going to stick with them here. I'm going to take them, too. Uh, you got to, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Cowboys have looked hot, and you can't go – it's hard to go against a hot team, um, especially with, you know, a bunch of young guys, and Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, you know, everyone they got there. But um, the Rams just seem to have it right now, and, you know, obviously they're the higher seed. So – I'm just going to have to go with them this week. Um, I'm hoping this is going to be a good game, though, a good close game. No, I definitely think it will be a competitive match, no no doubt about that. Um, I'm just thinking in the in the sense of pulling away. Um, Rams have that capability much more because their defense can put up points as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the Cowboys' defense has been okay. Um but no, like you said, Rams defense has that capability to put up points on that side of the ball if they want to, if they can. And we've seen Dak Prescott make some mistakes throughout the year. Um, so this shouldn't be a huge test for them. I mean, it's nothing new. You know, they've played some pretty good teams, <laughs> the Rams, throughout the year. So I don't know. We'll see. But I don't know. I, you said uh, Jason Garrett. You said last week if the Cowboys had lost, Jason Garrett would have gotten fired. Do you think the same holds true if they lose this game? Um, I think he buys. I think he bought himself another year by winning a playoff game, um, especially since he did it at home. You know, bringing that joy to Dallas fans. You know, they didn't want and done it, and that is probably the biggest fear Jerry Jones had is wadding and dunning and what that means because at that point everyone's coming for 
you're Jason Garrett. Everyone knows that this guy's not winning playoff games and he keeps getting told it's all right. So I think at that point they would have had to, I think Jerry would have had to look himself in the mirror and say, there's better out there for me. Um, so I don't, I don't think that this game, if he loses, especially if he loses to the Rams, that's kind of unfair. Um, but I think he bought himself another year. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, he he proved himself quite a bit towards the end of the season with his team. Um, and winning that playoff game last week against a tough Seattle Seahawks team, that was huge just for this franchise in general who, you know, it's been so long since they've had this kind of success um, in the playoffs. And this is America's team, so... Uh, you got to give credit to Jason Garrett. Um, I, I think he bought himself another year, like you said. We'll see, you know, if they don't make it out of this divisional round, and then we'll see how it plays out next year. Um, but yeah, I think one more year at least. We'll see if we'll see if that extends further after 2019. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see if that extends further on past then. <laughs> but should be a competitive game. Yeah, definitely an exciting one. Um, another one we got on the board. This is moving on to Sunday now. First game on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Chargers going to the East Coast, playing the Patriots in Foxborough. It's going to be a cold one. And uh, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this, though. These are, you know, the Patriots, I've been hard on them all season long, but... Yeah. They have looked better as of late. I can't deny that. But the Chargers, man, Chargers got a really good offense there. Their defense hasn't looked too bad. Um, these are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you got to say, going up against each other in the divisional round. And it's been a long time since uh, the Chargers have been here. So what do you think about this? I just hate that my Patriots are going to have to do it to Phillip Rivers, man. I hate it. I don't want to have to do this to Phillip. Um, this is a very interesting matchup not often is a team going on the road when they have a better record than someone Chargers finished off 12-4 and and they they were pretty dominant throughout the year one of the best offenses and one of the best defenses they're coming into Foxborough cold winter California boys in town I don't know if I like that for them. I, don't, I think it might snow, too. And I don't think they're going to like that. Um, this is the kind of team that strives off playing in cold New England weather in the playoffs. This is exactly what Tom Brady and the Patriots want. Um, and like you said, they've been coming together lately. And that's for a reason. They always figure it out late into the season, get their minds right for the playoffs, get rid of, get all the mistakes done, get all that out of the way, and then hopefully pull it together for the playoffs. And this is, this is a very tough game, and obviously I may be biased because I am a Patriots fan, and I, of course, want them to win because I love them. But I truly do believe <laughs> that this is the – and I would much rather play – the Chargers and the Ravens, to be quite honest, even with Lamar Jackson, just because wow. of the possible threat that Baltimore could have uh, posed coming to New England, a team that's used to going to New England. 
and a team that can win in New England. So those are things that kind of run through my mind. Um, I think about how someone might feel if they're going to be comfortable. And I think it might be tough for the Chargers who consistently play in nice warm weather. See, I don't know if I buy in the whole weather thing quite quite as much as you. Um, I know we see that from time to time. Like, we've seen that quite a bit with the Rams this season when they've had to go to the East Coast, and they struggle. They struggled pretty bad, actually, when you know they had to come out to the East Coast and play in some cold weather. Um, but I know... Yeah. Um, but I know Phillip Rivers, I mean, he just played the Ravens at home. Um, you can you can call that an East Coast game if you want. I mean, the time time change is just the same as it's going to be in Foxborough. Um, and they came out and they played, you know, the way they've played all season. Uh, so, you know, I, I trust Phillip Rivers as a veteran that he's going to come out and nothing's going to change. I mean, the weather obviously is going to have some effect It'll probably have some effect on the Patriots, too. Like you said, they have that experience where they play in that weather from time to time and they know how to handle it. But um, I think if you're you're an NFL player, you have to expect to play in this at some point. And, you know, you can't let it get to you too much. And so when you put all that past us, you know, the weather and, you know, the time change and all that stuff, I just look at the two teams and – the Chargers right now just seem like the hotter team. Um, I see a young offense and Melvin Gordon, uh, some young receivers, and then Phillip Rivers just slinging the ball. He's putting the ball in places he's never at, put it before, you know, having that career year. Um, and Tom Brady, I mean, like I said, I give him credit because they've stepped it up a little bit these past few weeks, but I don't know. I don't know how this bye week's going to affect them. I know they've had success off the bye, quite a bit in the past, but oh, yeah. um, I'm interested to see. I mean, I think the Chargers, my pick is going to be the Chargers for this, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I just think this is going to be another one that comes down to, you know, solid play, mostly on the offense and then on the defensive side. I think the Chargers do have a better defensive unit right now. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I mean, if Tom Brady's able to put the ball where he's put it in the past, then, you know, they'll put up points, no problem, especially at home. But uh, I think the Chargers have that capability to go step for step, go down the field, score some points, and then make some stops on defense. You know, they've done that all year round. So um, I just haven't seen that much out of the Patriots on defense, and, you know, that makes me a little, little hesitant to pick them. So I'm going to have to go with L.A. in this one. For me, it was just important to know that we're somewhat healthy, if you think about it. Rob Gronkowski back. Sonny Michelle's healthy. Rex Burkhead's back. Obviously, James White's been the man all year. Um, so I think having a versatile set of backs is going to do wonders for Tom Brady as well. Um, you know Julian Edelman, he's always ready for the playoffs. Chris Hogan, he's ready to step up. These are guys that are notorious for stepping up. Um, and as you said about the defense, I think, you know, it's gonna, guys are going to have to be challenged. They're, they're gonna, the Chargers are going to look to pick someone out. You know, I have to imagine if he's going to try and pick on a corner, he's probably going to go for Jason McCourty. 
he's not going to look to St- uh, Stefan Gilmore, who was a first-team All-Pro. You know, he's going to take his chances over there. So, you know, I have to imagine Bill Belichick's thinking, you know, they're not going to try Gilmore as much as they're going to try McCourty. Um, so let's prepare for that. So I think it really comes down to the coaching at the end of this game. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. I mean, <coughs> sorry, I keep coughing. But, uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, it is going to come down to play calling, head coaching, um, all that stuff. I mean, that's the same with every game, every playoff game in particular. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Patriots, like I said, have stepped it up. You've mentioned that. Um, you mentioned one thing that's just sticking out to me. You said Rob Gronkowski is healthy. I don't know if I've ever seen a healthy Rob Gronkowski, but we'll see. We'll see if that's actually true on Sunday. I mean, that is a very good point. Have we ever truly seen a healthy Rob Gronkowski? I mean, honestly, I mean, coming out of college, he had a few back surgeries. Um, it just seems like he could never catch a break, which is too bad for the guy because, I mean, he's had a Hall of Fame caliber career. Yeah, he's young too, so, um, you know, just tough to see. But, you know, you say he's healthy. Patriots say he's healthy. We'll see how he plays on Sunday. Obviously, one of the biggest threats on offense for that team to be one of the biggest factors if, you know, he's able to get in there and make some big plays. Yeah, that's that's the game plan, I'm sure. But we'll see. Very excited to see the Patriots play. This is a great time of the year for me. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Anyway. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> humble brag. Want a show. We'll get to the Jets in a little bit. We got I got a little rant to go on in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we got one more one more divisional round game to cover here on Sunday. This is the Magical Eagles and Nick Foles going up against Drew Brees and the Surging Saints. Um this one is interesting because you'd think the Saints will have this in the bag off the bat. But just seeing Nick Foles lately, you know, it's hard to go against them right now. Um, what are you seeing out of this game, Bo? So currently the Saints have an 80.9% chance to win this game. Wow. Um, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. So Eagles are not given a very big chance in this game. And understandably, they've been shaky all year. They barely slipped into the playoffs. Um, Carson Wentz went down. But Nick Foles is in the building. And I think they really were not panicked ever. And I don't think they ever had to be panicked because Nick Foles has been formidable for most of his career. And obviously that magical playoff run destroying my heart last year. We won't talk about it. Um, But like I said in the very beginning of this show, Saints... Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm sticking to that. I'm taking the Saints here. They're strong all year. Finished off 13-3. and Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, Mark Ingram coming back off the suspension. Michael Thomas having a hell of a year. A hell of a year. A first-team All-Pro for him as well. Um, 
they've looked fantastic all year. So it's hard for me to say that the shaky up and down Eagles team is going to get it done. But trust me, I would not be shocked if they did. I would not be shocked. Um, <laughs> I would not be shocked at all just because of it, it feels magical, man. There's there's two six seeds in it right now, and I know one of them's going to make a run. One of them's going to make a run. That being the Colts or the Eagles, I have more faith in the Colts doing it, but I wouldn't be shocked if I, we saw the Eagles win. But I'm sticking with the Saints. Yeah, I mean, it all just seems like a little too familiar. I guess. I mean, Carson Wentz goes down. <laughs> Nick Foles steps up. Um, somehow leads his team into the playoffs. I mean, obviously last year is a little different. You know, they kind of had it in the bag. But uh, I know last year, I remember this last year when the playoffs had just started, um, you know, all these media sites, you know, all these sports odds, whatever you want to call them, they gave the Eagles the least probability to make and win the Super Bowl last year. I remember that. And, you know, we have a good friend, J.P. Riley, who's an Eagles fan. Got to shout him out when we're talking the Eagles. Um, Now, I remember that. And, you know, they made that magical run. Nick Foles just lit up. So this all all seems, like, too familiar. I mean, to see him pull that win out last week against the Bears. um, You know, it wasn't all on him. You know, the Eagles, you know, kind of stepped up all over the field. Um, you know, definitely quieted down Mitchell Trubisky a little bit, but I think this is a different test against the Saints team with Drew Brees, who has done so many great things this year, has accomplished so many milestones. Um, And like you said, that offense in New Orleans, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, um, everyone else there, I mean, the list goes on and on, and they've proven all year long they can put up points on the board and the Eagles simply haven't. I mean, the Eagles, like you said, have been up and down, up and down, just squeaking in into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I'm going to go with the Saints here, but like you said, you can't be shocked if the Eagles somehow do pull this out because this is just, you know, this kind of magical aroma of this team right now. Uh, Nick Foles kind of doing what he does. And if he somehow makes it past the Saints, um, you know, you got to credit him. And, you know, if he, if he wins a Super Bowl this year again, uh, I don't know what the Eagles are going to do, you know, down the road <laughs> with him and Carson Wentz. Um, yeah. Nick Foles is either going to get, go get the money somewhere. He'll probably be the highest-paid quarterback somewhere next year. Uh, we'll see. I mean, this is going to be a fun matchup because, you know, there's so much riding on the Eagles right now. Uh, there's so much momentum on their side with Nick Foles and just this this crazy scene that we have going on there in Philadelphia. But uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. They just seem like the better team all around. I think they are the better team all around. I think that's a fact. Uh, so give me New Orleans in this one. Yeah, can't can't disagree with you on that. It will be fun, though. And, you know, like I said, if the Eagles somehow make it the NFC Championship, and the Cowboys somehow make it to the NFC Championship, that would be a wild game. You know, the NFC yeah, that'd be something. rivals in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I wonder when the last time that's happened. 
two NFC East teams play each other. <laughs> I don't know. That would be good. That would be something we'll good to, to look up. We'll have to check in with our intern. Leo. Yeah, that would be fun. You know, it's pretty unlikely, but, uh, you know, I think the world might shatter if the Cowboys and Eagles somehow met the NFC Championship game. I think that would shatter the world. And what you were saying before about the possibility of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, imagine if Nick Foles had two Super Bowl rings and Carson Wentz had two Super Bowl rings and Carson Wentz didn't play in a single Super Bowl but was the starting quarterback and a star in the league. That's just, that's unheard of. That's a 30 for 30 episode right there. That is a 30 for 30. We'll we'll (laughs) hopefully get on that if it happens. All right, well, this is going to be a fun weekend of football. I'm really excited for it, even though my team is not anywhere close to being in it. (laughs) But, um, Oh, man. Now, should be good. Should be good. Like we said, we got Colts, Chiefs, Cowboys, Rams, Chargers, Patriots, Eagles, Saints. Um, but which matchup are you looking at the most this weekend? Which one is highest on your board? Oh, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be New England and the Chargers, hundred percent. That's the one I'm gonna be locked in the most. Um, Emotions in the most, 100%. Um, you know, watching watching a team that you're not a fan of, that's not too hard. But watching watching your team just their season just up in the air, it's it's tough. It's it's hard to watch, um, even though it's so great to watch. But that's the one I'm going to be the most passionate about, 100%. Um, really, really hoping for a victory. Yeah, I can't blame you. I mean, it's going to be a fun game. Um, I'm definitely I'm going to tune into all of these, obviously. I think you are too, but um, I think for me, the game I'm going to watch the most, or I'm going to have my eye on the most, is the Colts-Chiefs. I just think that's going to be really competitive all the way to the end. We talked about it enough already, but just seeing what Andrew Luck and the Colts have been doing, seeing what the Chiefs have already accomplished, um, this one's going to be fun. And, you know, there's always that one team you mentioned before. There's always that one wild card team kind of sneaks its way through, you know, at least to the championship game. And, you know, I think the Colts, they do have a good chance this year to do that, um, at least better than the Eagles, like you mentioned. So this is my game of the weekend right here. No, it's definitely a good choice. And, Obviously, it kind of makes sense because you're an AFC guy like myself. Um, we pay attention to the AFC teams, teams that are going to be we're possibly playing, teams that we have played. Um, we just typically have a little more knowledge on them. So 100% understand that, and I think it's definitely going to be a competitive game. And I'm really, I'm really thinking the Colts might get this one, man. I'm really thinking it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um. One last thing before we move into some new NFL news we got going on. Uh, I got a question for you, Well, This is something I'm just seeing now on Instagram via NFL, the NFL Instagram page. They listed every quarterback, all eight quarterbacks 
that are playing this weekend. We got Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Jared Goff, and Nick Foles. So if your team was down six with two minutes left, which one of these guys are you taking to win it? Uh, you already know, man. You know. I I got to go Tom Brady, man. He's Tom Brady has always proven that he is clutch. That if you're in a pinch, he's the guy. He's undoubtedly been the guy throughout his career. It's not like this is a, oh, we never had to question if Tom Brady could pull a comeback, if Tom Brady could come back in any game. When Tom Brady's there, you always got a chance. And his his teammates recognize that. Players across the league recognize that. Um, and that, that's what makes him such a threat, is he's always so in it. Um, so no doubt I would take Tom Brady with two minutes down by six. Who are you taking, Kyle? Yeah. Well, I think it's... I see I see your point, Tom Brady, and, you know, I agree with you to a certain degree that, you know, Tom Brady has been clutching his career. You can't deny that. As much as I dislike him and dislike the Patriots, uh, you just can't deny the things they've accomplished, and um, you got to respect that. But for me, it's between him and Drew Brees. I've seen Drew Brees do a lot of similar stuff. Um, he's done it for so long now, just as long as Tom Brady. So, you know, I think in my eyes, I have to go with Drew Brees. Um, he always seems to pull out that kind of magical last second touchdown to put his team over the edge. And um, he's just kind of this little hero down there in New Orleans who seems to make it happen. So <laughs> I think in my eyes, I'd go with Drew Brees. Um, he just knows where to put, put the ball quickly. You know, he doesn't really flinch under pressure. And, you know, in my eyes, I think it's him. I look at these other guys, and none of them have really proved it to me yet. Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Philip Rivers, Jared Goff, Nick Foles. I guess I guess you could say Nick Foles, but... I guess Nick Foles. Um, <laughs> I, I think all these other guys really haven't proved it quite yet. I think Tom Brady and Drew Brees are the two that have uh, quite a bit in their careers, so... You know, out of those two, I got to go with Drew. Hey, man, I I can't fault you for taking Drew Brees. I mean, personally, he's definitely number two to me, um, and that's a compliment to him because all those other guys are really good quarterbacks as well. But his experience, his leadership, his ability to play, um, those three things really make him an elite quarterback and someone that people want to play with. Um, so no doubt Drew Brees is someone that you could trust to get you a touchdown in the in the pinch. Yeah, I mean, can't go against it. We'll see who's able to do it this weekend if it ever comes down to two minutes left down by a <laughs> touchdown. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if it happened though. Um, we'll see who oh, pulls it out. Go. <laughs> uh, I don't need no, that. Oh my god. It's weird that I'm just not seeing Sam Darnold on this list, but I guess that's all right. I guess we could uh, talk about if that's going to ever happen soon. Yeah, well, I guess this is a good segue into some new news we got going on. 
Um, Dive in. Other than the other than the playoffs, you know, teams that are kind of outside looking in. Uh, there's a lot of there's been a lot of head coaching changes as of lately. Um, we've seen teams like the Cardinals, Browns, Broncos, Packers, Buccaneers, Bengals, Dolphins, and of course my Jets. <laughs> they've all they've all let go of their head coaches, um, probably for the right reasons. And you know we've had a lot of recent hirings. You know teams have been quick with the trigger, pulling on some young guys, some veterans. Um, so we can kind of go through this list here. We got the Cardinals hiring Cliff Kingsbury from USC. Pretty interesting because he was just hired by USC in December. Young guy. Yeah, young guy. Heard he's got a, one of the most creative minds in college football. But he resigns after being there for a month and comes to the NFL. Uh, that's a whole topic we can get into. I mean, I, I kind of see it from his perspective that, you know, he has the opportunity to take a leap to the next level, and why not do it? But um, we got the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Cleveland Browns. Uh, promoting their offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens, to head coach. Uh, pretty interesting here, too, because they, you know, went with Greg Williams most of last year and saw some success that the Browns hadn't had in a long time, and they end up letting Greg Williams go. Uh, so Freddie Kitchens is the guy there. I like Greg Williams. Yeah, I thought so he did a pretty stand-up job for a while he, he was at the helm. He definitely did, and, you know, I think he'll be, you know, a hot candidate for anyone looking for a defensive coordinator this offseason. I'm sure he'll land a job, you know, as soon as this week, maybe tomorrow. 100%. Maybe 100%. Maybe before the show. (laughs) Maybe before the show (laughs) even airs. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So the Denver Broncos, they fired Vance Joseph, and they – hired Vic Fangio, defensive coordinator from the Bears, um, letting go of Vance Joseph, who is probably going to be a hot commodity. I've heard some links to the Jets coming up. He could be the defensive coordinator there. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, but moving on, we've got the Packers hiring Matt LaFleur, offensive coordinator from the Titans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, going with the veteran Bruce Arians. Uh, interesting to see him coming back. Um, and then the Jets today hired ex-Miami Dolphins head coach Adam Gase, which <laughs> we'll get into that. I have, I have some interesting thoughts on that. Tell them um, how you feel. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But we got we got two other teams without head coaches. Um, still a lot of guys out there who, you know, are on the board. Um, you know, obviously interviewing Cincinnati Bengals, Miami Dolphins. Uh, still don't have anyone locked up. I'm sure they will relatively soon. But, you know, there's some big guys out there. There's uh, Chris Richard, uh, defensive backs coach for the Cowboys. Todd Monken, offensive coordinator from the Buccaneers. Hugh Jackson's still out there if anyone wants him. <laughs> Uh, so some big names. Um, we'll see how it kind of shakes up this upcoming season, but uh, this is all kind of going on while 
teams are in the playoffs, you know, these teams looking out outside looking in are making those moves early on. Uh, I think you have you have to obviously to prepare for the off season and training camp and all that kind of stuff. So, um, where do you want to start with this? I mean, the Cardinals hiring Kingsbury. What do you think about this? Hey, I mean, USC. He becomes offensive coordinator for a month. Then the NFL comes knocking. That's like being a minor league coach on a good baseball team, a good like feeder program. And then all of a sudden big leagues like, Hey, you want to be the head coach? Like, yeah, I do. It's like 100%. You leave the job. No doubt. You got a better job offer. And obviously he's a young guy and this is, and you're seeing a lot of other young guys striving this league, showing off their creativity, new sense of the game, finding new ways to create offense and produce defense. So, it's absolutely understandable why there's a young mind wanted there, especially on a team a team that really could use some creative ideas. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the hire. Um, I know it kind of came down to the Cardinals and Jets with Cliff Kingsbury, um, and I did want the Jets to go after them after him, but uh, it turned out he goes to the Cardinals. Um, it is just a weird kind of thing going on now in the NFL where, you know, I think everyone's kind of seeing what the Rams are doing there um, with their young head coach. And, you know, we're seeing these young head coaches kind of pop up all over and have instant success in the NFL. Um, So I think teams are trying to kind of duplicate that a little bit. Cliff Kingsbury kind of seems like a guy that could bring that kind of momentum to the Cardinals, um, especially with the young quarterback and Josh Rosen, Um, you know, that kind of, kind of, kind of starting to kickstart that. And they're in a tough division there with the Rams, uh, 49ers too. So this is going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Um, You know, I'm hoping he can bring some of that creativeness to this team. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot of success in college. If you look back on his career, um, I think a lot of the hype surrounding him is that he coached Patrick Mahomes at one point. Uh, Coach Baker Mayfield at one point uh, didn't really see any success with them, but you know to say you coach these guys and now they're rising stars in the NFL, uh, that's definitely going to get you a job in the NFL, and teams will take note of that pretty quick. Yeah, no doubt, especially when you have a pedigree like that. People take note. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see. I mean, young guy, a lot of teams are going with these Young guys all around. Um, we got the Browns going with Freddie Kitchens. So this was interesting. Um, like we said, got rid of Greg Williams after, you know, the success he saw almost immediately uh, when Hugh Jackson was fired midway through this regular season. What do you think of this? I mean, I don't know too much on the background of Freddie Kitchens, but, you know, he was the off- offensive coordinator there. The Browns offense was almost lights out this season with Baker Mayfield, those new pieces they got there, Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, you can name a bunch of guys there that have have had success, a bunch of young guys. So, you know, I think this was a good move for them, but what are you seeing out of this? Freddie Kitchens had quite the rise in 2018 to 2019. Um, started out the year, running backs coach. Um, becomes interim offensive coordinator to head coach. So pretty big, 
promotion over the year for him. And he definitely proved the locker room trusted him. He was truly able to make Baker Mayfield an effective quarterback. Um, we saw that offense become a lot better towards the end of the year. And I thought Greg Williams did a great job. Um, I definitely think he should be considered for some jobs. Maybe Miami would be looking at him. I doubt he's, he's going to be going down to Cincinnati, especially after how Baker feels about their coaches leaving Cleveland to Cincinnati. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but I understand the hire. It's to make their star, their young player, better. You know, I think Greg Williams, like you said, deserves any opportunity he can get out there. Uh, someone's going to give him a look. Someone's going to pay him. Um, likely, I see him as becoming a defensive coordinator again somewhere. Uh, you know, the Browns' defense wasn't outstanding, but they did have a good year. Uh, definitely improved from what they have been in the past, so got to give them credit there. Um, we'll see how this plays out. I mean, for Freddie Kitchens, this is incredible. Like you said, he's had quite the rise, and this is a place you want to coach right now. With a young star, quarterback, uh, young pieces all over the field, this is a place you want to be and they're going to have money to go do things this offseason. Um, this team is on the rise, and this is where you want to be if you're a brand-new head coach. Um, this is going to give you a lifespan of a career um, if you're able to turn this team around and make it into something big. It would be a huge turnaround for the Browns to finally have got the right guy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, a lot is yet to be written on all this. You know, a lot of these guys are new to the scene. Um, so we'll see. I mean, nothing's guaranteed until, you know, next August when we start seeing performance on the field. We start seeing these guys actually do their jobs. You know, we're not really going to see any of this until that happens. But um, we don't have to go through all these here. But, you know, there's a couple others that stick out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Bruce Arians. Um, he's coming back after coaching the Cardinals for such a long time. Obviously, very successful head coach. Uh, he's getting he's getting the former Jets coach Todd Bowles as his defensive coordinator there. Uh, they worked together in the past. They're good friends. So this will be interesting. I mean, the Bucks are a really interesting situation of a team with Jameis Winston. Uh, not sure if Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be back for another year, but uh, it's really interesting down there. So we'll see if he's able to kind of kickstart Jameis, get him to be that number one pick that. He was meant to be, and, you know, they're in a tough division down there. So uh, this is going to be really interesting to watch, and hopefully Bruce Arians can continue to make his career statement on a new team. Yes, Gally Cap Bruce Arians is back. I thought this was the best head coach available, and obviously it was a big question on whether he was going to get back into coaching. But it's really great to see He's back in the league. I was always a fan of him. I thought he always handled himself well. He composed himself well. And he always did it with style. That scallery cat. Big time swag. But this is, uh, this is a great signing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are in desperate need of some stability at the coaching position. So this is, a, this is really good for them. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, obviously, Bruce Arians has that resume to go in there and uh, be the guy they want him to be. So hopefully he can turn Jameis around. Like I said, Jameis really needs that. 
this team really needs that. There's a lot of young guys there, like Mike Evans and so on. So uh, this team needs a kickstart. They need, a, you know, an older guy to come in, a guy with a good resume, and show them the ropes. Yeah, that's exactly what they need, just someone who's been there, someone who knows how to win. Um, that's like really the core and head coach, in my opinion. Speaking of which, <laughs> the New York Jets, my New York Jets, they are one of the last teams to hire a head coach after getting rid of Todd Bowles a few days ago. And today it was announced, not too long ago today, that Adam Gase, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, is going to be the new head coach of the Jets. And it doesn't even end there. He's bringing his offensive coordinator with him. Might bring a few other guys with him. Uh, so basically, the New York Jets are going to be the Miami Dolphins in 2019. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I can't say I'm happy with this hiring, especially when the Jets had a lot of other guys on the table. We had Mike McCarthy pleading for him, pleading for us, the Jets, to take him in. He didn't want an interview anywhere else, didn't want to coach anywhere else. Super Bowl winner Mike McCarthy, and the Jets go with Adam Gase instead. There's guys like Todd Monkin great offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. I mean, we saw how the Bucks' offense ran this year. They played lights out for most of the season, put up points all over the place. He would have been a good hire. Um, there was Matt Rule, the head coach of Baylor, who is known for turning college franchises around, turned Baylor around from a 1-11 team, made them into a bowl contender, eventual bowl winner. But nope. Adam Gase is the guy, apparently. Adam Gase. How do you feel about this, Bo? Honestly, Kyle, I was walking in my kitchen, saw the notification, and I said, Oh, my God, Kyle's going to be pissed. Those are my first words, to be quite honest with you. I thought about you, Kyle. Good friend of mine. Um... I knew you weren't going to like this, especially taking someone from the AFC East that has proven he's not necessarily a winner. And, you know, I think they're, the Jets, he possibly sold them on the, the possibility that he could be a McVay, that he could be an offensive guru, that he could get Sam Darnold to be a pro bowler. And, hey, maybe he can. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but he is definitely an offensive mind, and I think that is what the Jets currently need. Yeah, they do. They do need an offensive mind. Um, but Adam Gase. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if this just stems from, you know, he's beaten the Patriots a few times. Maybe that's what really matters. It matters to me, but you know, I I do want a Super Bowl eventually. And it's hard to imagine Adam Gase in that position anytime soon. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he had good years with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he didn't make him into this earth-shattering 
stud quarterback pro bowler by any means, but they did make the playoffs one year, went 10-6. and six. Um, You know, and this team, well, the Miami Dolphins team that he led for quite a few seasons, you know, was, was up there in the AFCs. They were never really at that level the Patriots were at, but I think they were, you know, next up in the running. Most of these years they did finish second in the division, obviously made the playoffs, like I said, but uh, I think that's where most of this stems from. I think the Jets are trying to elevate themselves in this division. He kind of checks off that box, checks off the box for an offensive-minded coach, checks off the box for a young coach, and checks off the box for a guy who has had some success with young quarterbacks in the past. So I understand it, but I think there was better routes this team could have taken um, I know the fans aren't happy. I have a lot of Jets fans that are my friends. They're not happy. Obviously, I'm not at my happiest moment, but uh, it is what it is. We'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to give Ankh a call, see how my uncle's handling all this. Um, it may be a, a voicemail kind of call where he doesn't answer because he knows why I'm calling. <laughs> But, hey, man, I I feel for you guys. You know, you always want to land the right coach. You want to come away at the signing and say, man, like, I'm happy for next year. I'm excited. And, I mean, you're going to be excited either way, no doubt. Um, new season, new horizons, you know, fresh start. Um, but it wasn't the guy you guys wanted, and that's pretty understandable. Yeah, you hit it on the head. I mean... We'll be excited either way, but, uh, you know, we have our doubts until August, until we see him on the field with the players, with Sam Darnold. We're going to have our doubts until then, so that's where we'll leave it at. Yeah, man, it's it will all start to show around then. Well, I think that we'll about wrap it up for the show, unless you have any Closing remarks you want to make, Bo? Only remarks I have is it's good to be back. Good to be doing the show with you, brother. Um, this has been a good one, episode 16. We're happy to bring this to you guys. Um, no Penalty Podcast. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram, at No Penalty Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at No Penalty Pod. You can follow myself on Twitter, at Bo Muse. Follow me at Kyle Hirschgond. And once again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you soon. And we'll have much more to talk about, much more exciting news. See you guys next week. Divisional weekend, baby. Here we go. Here we go.